Okay, I got a great idea for the cold open. Uh-huh. And it's going to be like, okay, it's going to be a big old goof where I, like one of us says, hey, why don't we treat Venom like with respect? And then the other one like does the Venom voice and is like, Eddie. So I'm going to be the one who does that, right? No, no, no. I figured you could be, because you, you play like the straight man better than I can, and then I'm going to be like, Eddie, Eddie, we're going to do a podcast, Eddie. Yeah, yeah, but but like, I, you like just saw the movie. I've been, I've watched it, I've been practicing, <laughs> I know. I've been this. I've been this, yeah, so you know, just, I can be like, Eddie, Eddie. Well, no, but you, Eddie, yeah, Eddie. you're right, I just watched it, so it's fresh in my mind, so I'm going to be like, Eddie, Eddie, do the show. I, just, Eddie, I, I, think, Eddie. I think it'd be fun, you know, if you you were maybe this just straight, the straight man, it, 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 I could be like, Eddie. Eddie no, 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 you're like the, the straight, you're the straight man, you're the straight man, and then I'm like, Eddie, Eddie, Eddie. Scotty, there are no straight men in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what there is? Fun fiction. Yes, Eddie, say it, Eddie, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome to Fun Fiction, the show where two idiots ruin that thing you like and I've been floating around all week like a turd in the wind. Scotty Moore! And I'm only allowed to eat the bad guys. I'm making danger. <laughs> <laughs> I'm upset because, like, I do genuinely love Venom as a character. Even as I was a kid. Like, because I always loved this dark version of the superhero. So, like, Venom is the ultimate dark reflection of a hero. And then he became popular and became an anti-hero. And so I was ready to come in and talk about, like... Ultimate Spider-Man on PS2, I believe is what it was, and all the different appearances of Venom, and then I watched the fucking movie, and I said, uh-oh, I'm not gonna talk about anything other than this. I can't believe, I, I just want to get in front of this and say that I can't believe that you hadn't seen the movie, and then also on top of that, that you you've been making Eddie jokes with me for months. Let you've been you've been lying to me to my face. I be, I became a part of the lie, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> no, the amount of goofs that I just make through like osmosis, cultural symbiosis, you could say, is, is insane. Like I'll make Breaking Bad jokes all day. I've only seen like part of the first season, but I'm still here, ready to talk to you, Mister White. Which, holy shit! Wow. What if that was if, that was terrible? It was, but what if that? What if that? But Venom. And Venom is Jesse Pinkman. Oh God! It's still like it's it's still Walter. 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 We gotta cook. Hey, bitch! We gotta cook. Um. I also my original fanfic I was gonna write was literally just the first episode of Rick and Morty, but with Venom as Rick. Oh God! And Eddie Brock as Morty. I'm real glad you didn't do that. Well, it's because they already did it, because holy shit, that's just Tom Hardy's voice in the fucking movie. <laughs> hey, um, I just really want to come and talk to... It's so weird, because they play him like a nerd, 
but also he's like a very accomplished reporter who has his own television program. But it's like, he's a fucking loser, am I right? Not really. <laughs> well, he becomes a loser. He starts out, he's the guy who has it all. Then he fucks up and he loses it all. Uh, but yes, he is Tom Hardy. He's big, he's buff. He wears a motorcycle jacket. And everybody's used to him having like this very intense Cockney accent. And like he does a great job of dumping his accent. But he just, he's mm-hmm. just like, I'm, I'm, Eddie, I'm Eddie Brack. I don't, See, I that was... A, I, I, I messaged you. I said, we have found a new level of Doctor Strange American accent. Yeah. But in this case, it's not a bad impersonation. It's just a choice. It is. <laughs> yeah, that it's not a it's not a New York City. <laughs> it's just this weird... You said it, that it's, it's like nothing but vocal fry, which is like the perfect way to describe it. Hey, Venom, can we go out and get us a New York slice? <laughs> Venom, can we enjoy Eddie, a nice call? Eddie, I need an old-fashioned New York slice, Eddie. Eddie, prepare for me the New York slice. Let us go to Chinatown, Eddie. In my world, we do not have the New York slice, Eddie. <laughs> In my world, we do not have this China, Eddie. <laughs> Show Eddie, it to me. Eddie, how did a shrimp fry this rice, Eddie? <laughs> <laughs> I hate that this has become We're building thing. our own shitty adventures that's just made of a bunch of people who are clearly British but obsessed with New York slices. I, th- I think it's got potential. So um I'm kind of the opposite of, of you in the sense where I knew like almost like like all my knowledge of Venom is just like oh yeah that guy what showed up in the Spider-Man cartoons he's he's goo and he's bad and then also you know that he was real shitty in the third Spider-Man film so like <sighs> I got nothing holding me back in this movie like I, I understand like the pain as someone who reads a lot of books and sees a lot of really shitty movie adaptations of books but for this one uh it was just kind of like <laughs> goo alien make Tom Hardy go burr it is obnoxiously bad. <laughs> like a this and obviously like a lot of it came from the fact of Venom's origin cannot be discussed because he was a Spider-Man first mm. and then Spider-Man was like I don't like you. Get off my body. And then he went to Eddie Brock who also hates Spider-Man and it's like did we just become best friends Eddie? <laughs> yeah. You are my rebound, Eddie. (laughs) (laughs) The the only thing that really upset, because, like, obviously I knew you couldn't have the Spider-Man connection, but the only thing that made me mad about that is the fact that that also meant he couldn't have the badass white spider across his chest and instead just has these weird, uncomfortably, like, translucent white veins. Yeah, yeah. And I hate it. I hate it so much. The the special effects and the design and stuff. Like, I I love this movie. I will go out and defend this movie as being a a beautiful bonkers roller coaster. Visually, it it does kind of suck. It is a garbage film to look at. And also... Uh, fun fact for our audience members, I recently became, like, fully sober. Which means I had to watch Venom fully sober (laughs) and i got to hear about it in real time texts from you and i was just sitting there like i i know megan enjoys this movie but this first 40 minutes has been the longest 40 minutes of my life 
Then Venom showed up, and it became the greatest film I have ever seen. Yeah, that's that's the thing that's it's rough is like that first half hour and change is a lot of nothing. But then then Tom Hardy's getting in the fucking lobster tank, baby. <laughs> that dumb piece of shit just climbs in that lobster tank. <laughs> he that was not like. When I say that wasn't scripted, I don't mean that he just kind of did it while they were filming, but it was his idea. It was not like originally yeah. a thing they were going to do. And Tom Hardy's like, oi, I'm getting in that tank, governor. <laughs> Let me eat that lobster. It could be a good part of a New York slice. You're not even in character, Eddie. I don't care. I've got I've got a parasite. <laughs> I did scroll up to find my description of this film that I sent you, which is Venom is like a dumpster fire, but the dumpster is outside of a firework factory, so you're excited to watch it. Exactly. It's beautiful. Yeah, you said something else earlier, like that it was like in this quantum state of being like an amazing movie and also the worst piece of shit you've ever seen. Oh yeah. And what's weird is like that's not me saying this is a bad movie, but it's fun to watch. No, it is a very good movie at points. And it is also a very terrible movie at points. It really just depends on what minute you're in. Yeah, just depend. Like, you can. <laughs> I've never shot between utter enjoyment and hatred of a film so quickly as I did with Venom. <laughs> Uh, oh, oh god a part of me does want to do a plot synopsis of it but god i don't want to go through it again <laughs> i don't want to relive it i will say uh someone posted a review of uh let there be carnage which is already shaping up to be fucking insane because i do believe in one scene venom has a coming out party at a gay club which i just love yeah yeah i did see the, i uh saw that on of course tumblr yes i'm so fucking hyped to see let there be carnage i the only thing that would make it better is if it was rated r oh yeah, yeah. this uh this description of it though is amazing any enjoyment derived from the first Venom film feels like an accident. <laughs> the marketing played out up a dark, shadowy, potentially violent anti-hero story, but the fun came from how unusually silly it was for a modern comic book adaptation, with Tom Hardy going gonzo using weird-ass voices and climbing into lobster tanks. Now, here's Venom Let There Be Carnage, a sequel that does away with any serious pretext. Much like The Evil Dead 2, it is an off-the-wall, over-the-top, Three Stooges-inspired freak show, which results in a queer-coded queer rom-com about two very messy boys who love each other. <laughs> here's the only thing I could hear the entire time you were saying that. This movie's for Megan. This movie's for Megan. This movie's for Megan. <laughs> <laughs> that is the same thing I said. I was because I was like, I don't know. I'll probably see it sometime later. And then I just went, I got because like I don't. I've not seen a movie in a theater in a very long time. And when I see something that's like, it's only in theaters. We're not streaming this because we want you to get COVID. I'm like, <laughs> okay, I'll just I'll I'll, I'll wait. Not for Carnage. I was like, no, 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 no. I got to see this now. Yeah, it is obnoxious when, because it, it always has that edge to it of only in theaters. And it's like, f f 
fuck, fuck you. <laughs> fuck off. Mortal Kombat was just as good in home as it was in theater. Yeah, but I gotta see the carnage. <laughs> Oh, it's so good. Woody, and also, Woody Harrelson told me there was gonna be carnage. He said carnage was gonna be there in his fucking Lil Debbie wig. <laughs> his fucking raggedy ad look. <laughs> Honestly, that's what makes me so like because I, as I discussed last week during the Spiderman episode, uh, one of my first comics was Maximum Carnage, which is all about like anti-hero Venom, good boy Spider-Man, and then ultimate devil man carnage so now i'm excited to see what they do i hope they like i want them to keep the goofiness of venom i and that whole character i really want woody harrelson to go full natural born killers though i do not want any goofs to come from this boy (laughs) yeah because like that was kind of the problem oh man the problems in Venom, the first one, are are lengthy, but the main villain, as I told you, is somehow... They found a dimension underneath a one-dimensional character. I don't know how they did it. <laughs> yeah, he sucks, which is a shame, because Riz Ahmed's a good actor, and like the only person who's coming close to trying as hard as Tom Hardy is, is Riz Ahmed. Uh, so it sucks that he just has absolutely nothing to work with. It's, you're bad scientist. Don't no no. <laughs> Honestly, if you m- made a list of every evil scientist monologue, it's in this film. It doesn't matter what scene it's in. At one point, he's just like, humanity has destroyed this earth. He doesn't speak to I wish he had that accent. Yeah, though. no, he, he just sounds like a dude. <laughs> he, he's, he's very Elon Musk coded, I think. <laughs> he's very musky. But <laughs> it's there's a weird trend that, I mean, I know now this movie is you know, quite a few years old at this, quite a few. It's a few years old at this point. Uh, but like... There's there's this weird trend that I've noticed in movies where it's like we got to add diversity and if there's like a character of color or like any kind of minority like actor they're playing the evil scientist villain. It it's not we want minorities it's we want this white boy character to be played by a minority is what it is. <laughs> also, did not realize Riz Ahmed was also a rapper. I did not know that either. I just, I know him from uh, Star Wars and like a couple other things. Yeah, I was in Rogue One, it looks like. Yeah, Um, yeah. He was a little, he was a good little pilot boy. He was apparently, he's known by Riz MC, was a member of the Sweatshop Boys and earned commercial success on, wait for it, the Hamilton (laughs) mixtape. In the eye of a symbiote, there is quiet. (laughs) What if? Venom. <laughs> he just has Lin Manuel Miranda's voice. <laughs> Eddie, Eddie. I thought you were gonna say. I will not throw away my shot, Eddie. Eddie. Now I'm just trying to think of uh, his Ducktales character. No, I want to reverse it. Now, pardon me. Are you Aaron Burr, sir? <laughs> and it's just Aaron Burr getting assaulted by a symbiote. Shit. Okay, that is also very good. It's 
very quality. This has now just become a Riz Ahmed <laughs> fan <laughs> podcast. Call me son one more time. <laughs> <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Eddie, Eddie, there are ten things you need to know. <laughs> These are the best kind of episodes where we're talking about Venom, but I'm fairly sure we have said nothing of note about Venom. <laughs> it's very good. Look, he's a weird goo alien, and him and Eddie love each other very much, sometimes in certain spaces of the internet, carnally. I mean, they did make out in the film, which, by the way... She Venom can get it. I hate saying these words. Just do it. Say it. Embrace but, it. it. Like, she just walked up and I was just like, damn, film. Okay. <laughs> damn, just, bitch. You just bit a head off. Nice. Girl boss. <laughs> Gaslight, Gaslight gatekeep Venom boss. <laughs> that was the first one you said, Gaslight. <laughs> Gas leak, girl boss <laughs> Venom. Venom. So, so Venom is a character in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. No, he's not. That's that's he's not in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He oh, that's right. Because like Sony isn't. I always get Sony and Fox mixed up. Like when I was trying to find the film, I was just kept going like, "Why is it on any of the Fox apps?" Oh, wait a minute. It's because it's not. It's Sony. I mean, Disney fucking owns... I don't know what Disney doesn't own at this point. I think they do not own Sony, because, like, that's the whole big deal, is they kept having to negotiate to keep Tom Holland there, because I'm fairly sure when they were like, Disney will not be involved in uh, No Way Home, the uh, the film which you spoiled for everybody last week, uh, I'm fairly sure they were like, uh, no, 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 uh, Disney will not be involved, at which point Tom Holland said, uh, bitch, I won't be involved then. And I'm fairly sure on a uh, some sort it was some talk show he was talking about it. He goes, "Yeah, they told me I had to get on the phone and talk with people at Sony, which was an issue because I was very drunk at the time." <laughs> That's amazing. Adorable little Tom Holland I baby. Say, I, I forget that he's like an adult man. He's so he's so small. Has Tom Holland grown a beard? I feel like that would be a cursed image. Yeah. It's, like, they're going to have him play a 16-year-old till he's, like, 30. Uh, even when he has a beard, it looks like the beard of a child. <laughs> a child beard. Oh, now I gotta look it up. No, <laughs> now we're... Welcome to our episode of on Venom, folks, where it's all about Tom Holland's child beard. <laughs> Tom Holland's. Oh wow, yeah, it, it that is that's that's baby's first beard. Oh wait a minute, the more I'm looking, I think these are all fan edits. I don't think Tom Holland has ever grown a beard. Oh my god, yeah, this just does say if you've ever wondered what Tom Holland would look like with these are all fake. Oh my god, these are all fake. <laughs> <laughs> One of them, I think they've spliced actual Ashton Kutcher's bottom face onto Tom Holland's face. Wait, wait, nope. There's one that's real because it says Tom Holland just grew some facial hair. And honestly, it, it looks exactly as, as what I would uh, picture. Oh, this poor boy. When's this from? 
Oh, wow. This is from several years ago, actually. It's from 2017. I enjoy that it's not showing me many of Tom Holland with a beard, but I am getting a shit ton of Andrew Garfield with a beard. And it's not good. Really? It's really. I'm, sa- I'm sending you the real, the actual uh, Tom Holland facial hair image. This is so good for our audio podcast. It is. That's not a beard. That boy ate some chocolate milk. <laughs> it just got on his face. All right, we can bring this back. You know, you know who can grow a beard? Tom, Tom Hardy. Venom. Venom. <laughs> you know Venom with his good old beard. His beard's name is Eddie Brock. It's a- <laughs> oh, that's that works on so many levels. I adore that. <laughs> I felt very proud of that. So, what else can you say about Venom? <laughs> I, I mean, are we going to address why? Venom, because at the time, like you said, it was billed as this very gritty, very like, like if it was uh, if it was in the early 2000s, the trailer would have had like some fucking new metal butt rock shit. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, would have had like trapped or something. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then the reason that even though it was not good uh, and it was panned, that it was immensely fucking popular was because of monster fuckers. It's because of monster fuckers, and it's also because Tom Hardy deserves a fucking Oscar for this film, which is not a... Like, I get it. It's not a film that should have an Oscar, but they gave Suicide Squad an Oscar, (laughs) the first one. Tom Hardy deserves a fucking Oscar because he brought so much to this film. And, like... Like I said, when Venom shows up, film kicks it into a whole nother gear, and it just becomes a goofy buddy comedy. It is, yeah. Like I said, he's giving 110% in a movie that deserves about 60. Oh, yeah, yeah. 110%, you are correct. (laughs) But yeah, people, people got real horny, and they're like, I've never seen a Venom comic, but I know one thing for sure, and that this man and this goo are in love. They are in love. I really do. Because I know they're joking kind of somewhat about it on the internet. Like, hey, this is his coming out party and all that. Not on Tumblr, baby. I want him to lean into it. I really do. (laughs) So badly. Yes. God. uh. Uh, And like I said, it's not that it's a bad. It's not like he's going so intense. It's like a Nicolas Cage bad it's very good. Like the motorcycle scene where he's just trying to calm himself down as chaos is happening. And at the very end, he just turns around and perfectly deadpan. Hey, that was pretty cool. What was that? <laughs> and then he just gets hit by a fucking truck. I mean, I, I love when he when Venom like first starts popping out when the guys come to his apartment and he's just like, what's happening? Like, what's going on? And then Venom is just like, all right, now bite off all of their heads and put them in a pile. And it's like, <laughs> pile of bodies, pile of heads. Uh, <laughs> and it's like, oh, this just became a very different film. The best part about it for me was put your hands up. You're making us look weak, Eddie. Put your arms back down. I'm not doing it. Put your arms down. I'm not. When he goes to the top of the building, and then it's just like, mm, no, actually, I'm not doing this. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm afraid pussy. of heights. <laughs> yeah. The inspiration for the Venom voice. Have you read about it? No, I have not, actually. 
let me see if I can find the exact wording he uses, because it's fucking insane that this was his thought. But essentially, like, they, they came to him and were like, hey, it's not going to be a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde situation. He's fucking screaming. You, you can look for the quote. <laughs> Okay. Open the door. Open the door, Megan. <laughs> no, Megan, open the door. Megan, I want to be a part of the podcast. <laughs> um, so, like I said, they aren't doing a, a... It's not a Jekyll and Hyde situation. They are one. They are Venom. <laughs> and uh, Hardy was like, I actually I was drawn to this duality and compared the duo to the animated characters Ren and Stimpy. Wow. That's a fucking poll, Jesus. So Hardy gave Eddie Brock an aw shucks American accent, which is the best way to describe what he is doing in this film. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, just, I'm, I'm Eddie Brock. I've been It hurt me to hear his voice at times. I just want to get some chocolate from my Venom symbiote. But that's not the crazy one. The crazy one is what he chose for Venom, which is a James Brown lounge lizard voice. What? That was modulated to sound more sinister, meaning that before sound editing, Venom was just like, hey, Eddie, Eddie, come on over here. Let's let's chop off some heads, big man. You sound like an American version of... Uh uh, Matt Barry, Matthew Barry. Oh, <laughs> you, you sounded like a man. Like, hey, hey, there's. <laughs> Can no. that's that's Dionysus. Yeah, you down a completely Dionysus. other. I was starting to. Th- I know it's just a combination. I was trying to think of from a uh, uh, dark place. <laughs> uh, you and he were buddies, weren't you? <laughs> uh, I now that's what I want for the fucking sequel. I know they didn't. Because that would be insane. But Matt Barry as Ow. Venom? God, that would be so nice. <laughs> Hello, Eddie. Eddie. Please come here. <laughs> Whatever I think of it, I just think of that one fucking line from What We Do in the Shadows. It's the only thing I can think of, which is just, they've desecrated my vulva garden. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know I've made this joke on the show before, but someone once described Matt Barry as if a British text to speak became a human, and I love that description so much. I want that for Venom now so badly. <laughs> Let's go defeat Carnage, Eddie. Eddie, come on, Eddie. <laughs> so we're basically, we're just thinking of other voices we would like to hear as Venom at this point. <laughs> Oh, family, put those heads in the corner and then put the bodies in the other corner. Pile of heads, pile of bodies. That's a fucking scene. An explosion goes off. Gosh, Eddie. <laughs> Megan is falling out of their seat. <laughs> Megan is falling out of their fucking seat right now. Maxi, <laughs> Eddie, you want to go to the Powerline concert, boy? <laughs> do that way too well. That 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 gorge was so like pure. <laughs> I wasn't ready. That was on par with the Stone Bane from last week. Okay, so what did you do <laughs> this week for your for your fan fiction? Okay, so. 
I, I'm, you know, I, I, I tried again. <laughs> it's fun when that happens. This is definitely one of my more uh, technical uh, fix where it's not very long, but it it did take a lot of like thinking and effort. Yeah, I have for you, Scotty, because you're you're a part of this now. A choose your own adventure. A, a choose your own adventure, uh, if you will. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> That's our first one of this this version of the show. I think I did one for Stranger Things back in season zero, but fuck yes. All right. Are you are you ready to choose your own adventure? Yes. You are Eddie Brock, some kind of millennial reporter or whatever the fuck. You are currently sharing your rock and bod with an alien symbiote named Venom who calls you names sometimes and makes you eat frozen tater tots and also sometimes dudes. Oh, fuck! How did we not bring up the tater tots? <laughs> yeah, God, that, really, that bothered you. It sucked so hard. <laughs> also, he does eat dudes sometimes. <laughs> but, just, but just bad dudes. It's fine. Don't worry about it. And, and speaking of... of being hungry and, and eating stuff, uh, you've only just woken up on this fine Sunday morning, and you could already hear a voice in your head going, Eddie, Eddie, we require food. Eddie, give us chicken nuggets, and also maybe your landlord. Looks like Chicky you. Nuggets. <laughs> Chicky nuggets, Eddie. <laughs> Look, that might be further down. Um, <laughs> Looks like you have a decision to make. To roll over and go back to sleep, turn to page seven. To make chicken nuggets for Venom, Turn to page 45. To go out for breakfast and avoid your landlord, turn to page 28. Now, I will, because I am forgiving, if you fuck up and you want to go back and try another page, I will allow you to do that. Are there 45 pages of this? Absolutely fucking not. I chose numbers okay. at random. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm gonna, I want to make Venom some chicky nuggies. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay, you mutter, staggering out of bed and heading to the kitchen. But no eating the landlord. Acceptable. Venom agrees. For now. You devour an entire bag of chicken nuggets like a fucking animal and are now ready to start your Sunday. To hit up Mrs. Chen's bodega for some groceries, turn to page 32. To take a nice walk in the park, turn to page 15. To make it a lazy indoor Sunday, turn to page 3. Uh, as much as I would enjoy Lazy Sunday, I, do, I would like to go see Mrs. Chin. I mean, you you could flip to the Lazy Sunday to see what happens. Uh, can I see what happens on the Lazy Sunday? But my official choice is going to see Mrs. Chin. Yeah, that's the thing where you like you know you put your finger on the page. Oh yeah. <laughs> what if we just hang out here today? You say, feeling like a nice day inside would really recharge your batteries after all the bad guy murdering you've been engaging in. Maybe we could play some video games. I know a game we could play, Eddie. Not Smash Bros, you insist. You only win because you cheat. <laughs> we do not cheat. Venom also insists. You just suck. But we have a different game in mind. And you find your body suddenly propelled to the couch, seemingly of its own accord. Venom oozes itself apart from you and gives your ear a gooey nibble. And here I thought today would be relaxing, you sigh. You love it, Eddie. And Venom's oh. right. You absolutely do. Oh, God. <laughs> so you want to go back to page 32. You want to go to Mrs. Chen's. Yeah, yeah. You and Venom arrive at Mrs. Chen's bodega, and Venom cheerfully waves a gooey arm at her from out of your back. She's almost used to it at this point. You roam the aisles to do some shopping while you're here, and you can feel Venom getting antsy. Eddie, give me candy bars. 
all right, all right, fine. And you put some candy in your basket. Yay! He yells Venom. Fuck! <laughs> yeah! But Eddie, but Eddie, do you know what's even sweeter than candy? Uh, no. You, Eddie! And just like that, you find yourself having weird symbiote sex in the back of the bodega by the frozen pizza. You're super into it. Mrs. Chen is not. Oh, well, (laughs) the end. Um, (laughs) Are there other options you'd like to explore? I guess go to the have a nice uh, walk in the park then. Sure. Will, Will this also end in me fucking Venom? Actually, let me me start that question over. Is there a single option in this that does not end in me fucking Venom? I don't know. (laughs) Why don't we explore a little? (laughs) All right. If you're going to go to the park, it's a beautiful day outside. So you decide to take a stroll through the park. Even Venom is quieter than usual as you enjoy the warmth of a mild spring day. Just then, out of nowhere, a woman screams. There's a dude trying to mug her. If you think this isn't your problem, turn to page 58. If you try to help the lady, turn to page 35. Uh, page 35. I gotta help this woman. I'm a superhero. Exactly. Venom, we gotta help that lady, you cry as you run towards the screaming woman. We eat her? No, Venom, we help her. Fine. Venom, I'm losing my phone. Venom pouts before enveloping you in your gooey symbiote suit thing. You easily chase the mugger down and grab him by the neck, lifting him to face level. Wait, is that my landlord? And yes, holy shit, it is in fact your landlord, trying to mug some woman in broad daylight like a fucking punk. We eat the landlord? Venom asks eagerly. You can't come up with a compelling argument against it, so you nod your head ever so slightly to indicate that, yes, Venom is allowed to eat the landlord. And when we get home, Eddie, we stimulate your prostate? And you smile and say, only if you behave. The end. So that one didn't end in it, but it is in my future, is what you're telling me. Yes. Do you uh, want to know what would have happened if you uh, rolled over and went back to sleep? I be- I assume the world's <laughs> gooeyest reach around hand job. Venom's the big spoon, <laughs> <laughs> and the little spoon. Yeah. He is every <laughs> spoon. All the spoons. That was the ending though, where he says he talks about chicky nuggets. It's very good. So that's that's my choose your own Venom adventure. <laughs> yes, every single ending eventually leads to Eddie and Venom fucking. I assume if I had tried to, uh, if we had left to not like to avoid the landlord, we probably would have ended up in a similar situation. If you left to avoid the landlord, you go straight to Mrs. Chen's bodega. Ah, okay. I did not want to write a million fucking options. You you think like I do, which is how the fuck can I just connect all of these dots together without writing more dots? Yes. <laughs> well, I uh I I told you I was initially writing a Rick and Morty fanfic and then I realized, oh wait, they've already done it. It's called Venom 2018. And so instead, I decided to revisit a well that we haven't visited in a while. I've written a fanfix where I am now, I've now written my version of what I would like to see if, if the world were perfect 
and businesses didn't have to control their own IPs or what the fuck ever. And uh, so I was like, okay, if I had to make my perfect Venom origin, what would it be? And uh, and so that's kind of where I started with. And then I kind of just realized, wait a minute, my perfect Venom origin would just be like Spider-Man's origin story, but darker and like literally a dark mirror of that. So that's where I started. Then some shit went off the rails. Did you make did you just make an edgelord? edgelord venom not really it it is a lot more it's not as silly as what we have in the real world (laughs) i i tried to make something real uh so the beginning of the film long fucking tim burton ass tracking shot of like newspapers showing spider-man's accomplishments we see spider-man's suit it's all about spider-man but also we see the symbiote kind of crawling over everything and corrupting it, making it dark. Uh, before finally we go to a scene at Times Square, we see black-suited Spider-Man going toe-to-toe with your favorite and mine. He's a bit of a scientist himself, the Green <laughs> Goblin. Yeah. But the whole time we're not seeing it through like the action movie shots. We're seeing it from the perspective of Eddie Brock, a local photographer and reporter for the Daily Bugle who's desperately out looking for some pictures of Spider-Man for his boss, J. Jonah Jameson. Fight with Gobby continues until the symbiote literally takes the goblin glider, tosses it to the earth, and then grabs him by the throat and holds him off the side of the building. He then sends Goblin hurtling to his death, but before he can make contact with the pavement, a web shoots out and grabs him. Spider-Man has saved the Green Goblin before the symbiote could take over and actually kill someone. Uh, Goblin gets loaded up into a van, prepared to be sent to the raft. Brock looks down at his camera and he sees some amazing action shots. He's excited, rushes back to the bugle, excited to finally get a raise. Until he arrives at the bugle, where Jameson is already fucking hyphy as hell for some pictures from the battle that were taken by Peter fucking Parker. I thought you were saying that Jameson was already high as hell. (laughs) (laughs) Holy fuck, I need some good pictures of Spider-Man. Eddie tries to show off his pictures, uh, but Peter's are fucking impossible for a normal person to get because he's cheating uh then the phone begins to ring off the hook jameson orders brock to go with parker to get pictures of an ongoing situation taking place near the brooklyn bridge goblin had managed to sneak a pumpkin bomb into the van taking him to the raft and he blew up the entire vehicle and is now attempting an escape he has got his goblin glider back but the police are attempting to hold him back Brock does some cool motorcycle shit trying to beat Peter Parker there, and he does. Fortunately, he didn't beat fucking Spider-Man there because uh, Black Suit Spidey and Goblin are once again fighting it out. Not willing to be outdone by Parker, we get an amazing over-the-shoulder shot of Eddie chasing after them, trying to take pictures of the battle while also staying on the Earth. Until the distractions overtake him, and he crashes his motorcycle, which sends him colliding into a nearby church tower. It sounds like it would be a sick video game level. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. His ears are ringing, ribs are broken, he is nearing fucking death with every breath he takes. 
Meanwhile, Goblin and Spidey are beginning a battle around the church tower, which ends when Goblin tosses a pumpkin bomb at Spidey, who it nearly messes until it collides with the church bell and it explodes, which causes the symbiote to detach from Peter because symbiotes hate loud noises, I guess, because Venom's weakness is the stupidest thing about him. Uh, Spidey. Yeah, we didn't didn't talk about that. All, All you gotta do is make a very loud noise fucking sucks it's I, I if it was fire which it is in the comics it's okay uh so spidey falls to the earth in a heap he has been exploded goblin closes in to make the final kill speaking of kill eddie's eyesight has begun to fade his breaths have become shallower eddie brock is about to die before our very eyes he tries to hold on to reality but he can't until he hears a voice saying eddie <laughs> Yay! Cut back thing. to cut back to Goblin getting ready to unmask Spider-Man before killing him when suddenly a tendril of symbiote grabs him by the arm and pulls him into a full force headbutt from Venom. I'm not hiding him. He is here. I'm not going to do that. Ooh, is he here? What is this? No, fuck that. He's here. He's <laughs> Venom. He's badass. He's uh, here. He's queer. He's Venom. <laughs> uh, uh, the headbutt is so powerful that it actually crushes Goblin's mask. He's kind of got that. He literally has the Willem Dafoe kind of look. Uh, he exposes his face to the world. Norman Osborn is the Green Goblin. But Venom does not give the, give a shit and just begins to beat the living shit out of him. And this is not... I really want everything up to this point to be pretty. I want it to be MCU, super polished, well choreographed fighting. When Venom begins to fight, though... I want it to be the most brutal bullshit in the entire world. Excessively violent, excessively raw. There's blood flying everywhere. It is a tonal shift in the entire movie. Then bullets strike Venom in the back. He turns to see the NYPD, immediately whips a tendril, takes them out before turning back to Norman with a grim smile growing across his teeth unhinges his jaw, and then crushes the skull of Norman Osborn between his very teeth. Which point he then leaps into the air, grabs onto a fucking helicopter, and then it crashes into the ocean. You know what happens uh, when the helicopter crashes into the ocean, Scotty? Huh? I, I, I mean, I don't want to write your story for you, but I can't help, you know, in this this movie that's playing in my head, but here. Ooh, <laughs> Uh, that is, in fact, what happens. <laughs> you hear, as he uh, goes into the earth. Next thing we see is literally, like, I took this from Venom, but I love that shot where Venom just, like, fucking swims through the ocean before jumping up onto a buoy. Does that. Uh, Eddie Brock is now there. He's alive, and he's kind of just trying to find a place to sit in the ocean. And he's first like, fuck yeah, I'm alive. I'm here. Until he looks back at the shore and sees absolute fucking chaos. And then we uh, get a shot into Eddie Brock's mind itself. But what we're actually seeing is what's happened with Venom up to that point. He is an alien creature, attaches to various hosts, crash lands on Earth where he is retrieved by Oscorp employees. They run horrifyingly painful tests on the symbiotes, which Eddie feels in every synapse in his body. But before anything can happen with the symbiote, Spider-Man busts into the lab and Venom makes a break for it, riding dirty with Spider-Man as his host. 
We then see what happens in the fight earlier into the day. We see that Spider-Man wasn't willing to kill Osborn when the symbiote tried. Peter fought back and actually saved Goblin, which resulted in the deaths of everyone in that police car, numerous other victims in the streets. Because of Peter Parker's actions, numerous people died. <laughs> so because a teenager didn't want to kill a man is what you're saying. More people died is what I'm saying. It is. Uh, I'm, it's. This is also somewhat influenced by the boys and just like the what does it mean to be a superhero? What do you have to do? What do you need to be willing to do? It's that, uh, that good red. What was it? The red. What the fuck? Is it Red Hood? Yeah, yeah, Jason yeah, yeah. Todd Red Hood. Yeah, it's that Red Hood philosophy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Venom forces Eddie to see everyone's dying before his hands, before uh, everything that's happened. This is essentially Eddie's Uncle Ben moment, except instead of it having to be someone he's emotionally connected to, it's just the fact that humans are dying because Eddie's a normal human being. It doesn't need where where my unky died to be motivated to save the world. <laughs> It's a real weird 180 from where you were at last week. Mm -hmm. uh, Venom hates Spider-Man because he's not willing to do what it takes to actually maintain peace, which is when the biggest bombshell gets dropped on Brock, Spider-Man's Peter Parker. Oh, fuck. What? Amazing surprise. Uh, then Venom disses the absolute shit out of Eddie. This is not the Venom of the movie who's like, we could be buddies, right? We, we cool? Are we friends? <laughs> Instead, he looks at him and he, uh, he, he straight up says, You are a useless, spineless thing that I can use however I wish. You do not have the strength to resist my wishes like Spider-Man. Ooh, I know uh, where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> now bite down. <laughs> uh, Eddie then gets a message on his phone, which apparently survived in the ocean, which says, OMG, did you see this? And it's a link to a news article which reads, Head of Oscorp slain, showing Venom killing the head of one of the biggest corporations of New York. So everyone immediately labels him a villain. No one immediately is like, oh, no, but he was Goblin. It was this. It's like, no, no, no. He is a popular magnate who you just fucking killed. Uh, we get found not wearing like the Goblin armor. Oh, no, no. He's, like, he's gotten wrecked apart. He's been just that's my one thing I haven't figured out yet. Shut up. Um. <laughs> They show Spider-Man defeated. They attribute that to Venom as well. There's found footage of Venom's attack on the NYPD, followed by video of Spidey being loaded onto a fucking ambulance. Our Venom is not a happy-go-lucky symbiote. He's a fucking villain, at least as far as the world sees him. Eddie attempts to get the symbiote to leave him, but as Venom obliges, Brock's body falls to the earth in pain with his broken ribs piercing into his organs. The only thing keeping him alive is Venom. Meanwhile, we cut back to a very familiar library, the library of Norman Osborn. Sitting in his chair, staring at the television, playing the same story that Eddie just saw, is Harry Osborn. And in his hands is his father's first goblin mask. In this universe, Harry is older, wiser, he knows what his father has done. He, he couldn't accept it, but he also knew he couldn't fight his father. And now as he sees his dad laid out on television, he can't help but feel he has to carry on his legacy. He rushes to Oscorp, furiously breaks into a top lab, lab, screaming for the doctors to bring him something. 
a secret project that Oscorp had been funding for the past month or so. Everyone tells Harry that the project is unstable and could lead to severe issues if put into testing. The last shot we see, however, is a large platform being wheeled in front of him, and atop it is a large cylindrical tube. The last shot we see before we cut back to Venom is a tendril of dark green goo shooting towards Harry's hand, and he smiles wickedly. Flubber. It's Flubber! <laughs> uh, we then get to get a shot of a barren red planet and what appears to be a shimmering black pool of ooze. As we continue to explore the desolate landscape, the pool begins to move and shimmer, and a symbiote just jump scares the shit out of the camera, jolting Eddie awake in his bed. He sighs and thinks things are a dream until he looks next to him and sees a fucking mangled skull. <laughs> Eddie leaps up in shock, shock and awe. What the fuck is this? He screams, at which point in his head he hears breakfast. Eddie, shocked, rushes towards the TV where it's confirmed that everyone and their mother are on a manhunt for him and Venom. Eddie is terrified before remarking, you think I can't make my own decisions, huh? And then Eddie rushes to the roof. He knows he has no choice. He jumps off the side of the building, attempting to end his life, but then Venom sends two tendrils out of his feet, which connect with the top of the building, so Eddie just kind of whoop, and then crashes into the side of the building, which point Venom screams, No, you do not get to make that choice. You're no good to me dead. Suddenly, an ambulance rushes by, and Venom shrieks like a baby, and the tendrils re retract, sending Eddie falling into a dumpster below. Eddie gets out before realizing two very important things. Venom hates loud, high-pitched sounds, and Venom needs Eddie. Eddie brings this up, and the symbiote laughs, leaving his body and sending him falling to the earth in pain once again. The only problem... Venom is equally in pain, the heat of the sun beating down on him, causing him to boil and jump across the ground. If I die, you die, Eddie remarks, causing Venom to shoot back into his body furious. Venom is just as big of a fucking loser as Eddie Brock. <laughs> they reach a tentative agreement to work together. Venom groans before attempting to get Brock back up to his apartment when they hear the sound of a woman screaming down an alleyway. Eddie and Venom rush over and find a woman being assaulted with a gun to her head. After a quick conversation, Eddie decides to take control, telling Venom that they aren't going to kill anyone. But they look so delicious! Eddie quickly threatens the groons, telling them to get out of there. Or what? They respond. Eddie smirks and holds out his arms. Nothing happens. The goons stare at him like he's an absolute psycho before he tries again. <laughs> Venom? What you doing, buddy? I help you. If you help me. We aren't murderers. Brock has a conversation with himself that makes the goons even more confused. We aren't murderers? Tell that to the bugle. The goons finally get fed up. One rushes Brock and places a gun to his head. You ain't a murderer? Well, unfortunately for you, kid, I am. But before he can pull the trigger, Venom takes control and wraps him in black tendrils before essentially turning him into what I can only describe as a very big gooey hammer, bashing him into his associates before repeatedly sending him into the earth until he's just a pile of viscera. It's one of those things that like at first you're uncomfortable, but then you just keep cutting between that and the woman just kind of staring and then back <laughs> to the chaos. So it's played for laughs. It's a little goofy. It's made for fucked up people. After he's done with the bloodbath, he turns to the woman who doesn't seem scared at all. She instead seems grateful for what Venom's done. Thank you, she relays. Those guys have been bothering me for months. 
I've tried calling the cops. They, they've never done anything. She remarks to Venom, who looks down at her blood-covered clothing. We then hear Eddie go, You know, some baking soda will take that right out. Thanks? She responds before running away. You see, Eddie, not everyone deserves redemption. Some people are just parasites that suck the very life from the world they live in. Yeah, you've got a lot of room to talk there, bud. Brock comments, at which point Venom jumps out of his body, sending him to the earth once again in pain before jumping back in. That's basically a running gag as Venom constantly nearly murdering Eddie Brock. <laughs> Eddie then receives a call from Jameson asking him where the hell he is. He needs a reporter back at Times Square. We cut to Spider-Man fighting his goody-two-shoes Spider-Man style, making fun little quips, but we've yet to see what he's fighting. Until a goblin glider collides with his body and sends him flying into a brick wall, pinning him to it. Uh, the blades don't pierce his body. It's not the end of Spider-Man 2002. He's just pinned against it. So he has his fun little Spider-Man, ooh, I'm a big strong boy moment, where he pushes the glider out, attempting to break it free from the brickwork. He finally does. I need to know if you're bagging on adult Spider-Man or high school Spider-Man. This is very important to me. This is high school Spider-Man, but it's playing on all of the tropes that you would see in a Spider-Man comic. You are so mean to a child. <laughs> no, it's adult Spider-Man. I just oh, said. You, you said high school Spider-Man. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, it is adult Spider-Man. Okay. This is a lot later okay. in the timeline. That's okay. I feel better now because I was like, he's a baby. Leave me I'm alone. not like, fuck this kid. No, this is full on. Like Spidey's been around a while and it's playing with all of the jokes that people realize, like the shit he does repeatedly, like gotcha. the test of strength. Um, he sends the goblin glider colliding to the earth, but before he can finally thwip away, a dark green tendril grabs him by the neck and literally pounds him into the brickwork, causing the building to fall around him and debris to fly in the air. And when the dust clears, we finally get our look at the big bad of the film, the Demogoblin. In the comics, he was a variation of Hobgoblin that was infused with supernatural powers granted by demonic energy. This is not a joke. In the comics. In this version of the film, or of the character, he is the demented son of Norman Osborn, bonded with a genetic replica of the Venom symbiote created by Oscorp in an attempt to create genetically enhanced soldiers for the U.S. government, because that's what corporations do in superhero movies. He continues to wreck Spider-Man's entire shit until he throws him to the earth, where Spider-Man's body cracks against the concrete. He's not dead, but he's fucking close. The Demogoblin closes in on Spidey, and Venom attempts to move in to fight, but Eddie refuses after seeing what the Goblin did. This leads to a literal fight between Eddie and Venom, with Venom beating the shit out of Eddie and cracking his head against a brick wall before taking over. Before the Demogoblin can do anything, however, his body begins to glitch, for lack of a better... Basically, what you see when Venom, like, gets loud noises in the film... That's just happening randomly to the Demogoblin. I have I have to say something. I'm so sorry. Okay. Doug Demogoblin, owner of the Dimsdale Demogoblin. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't leave my head until I said it. 
That's very, very good, and I wish I'd put that in there. Uh, Demogoblin rushes off, is chased by Venom, who is now fully taking control over the body. They get into a race through New York that ends with Venom getting the upper hand, nearly defeating him until Eddie awakens and attempts to take back control, which gives Harry the edge to knock them out. Oh, by the way, the Demogoblin is Harry Osborn. They awaken an Oscorp strapped to a bed and locked behind glass. Suddenly, a high-pitched noise fills the room, and Venom begins to erratically jump out of Eddie's body. He attempts to maintain the grip on his host, knowing they'll both die if they get separated, as Harry screams, hit them harder from the outside, forcing the noise to grow louder and louder, and Venom to begin shooting out more violently, but he never leaves Eddie's side, no matter what happens. Osborne grows frustrated, orders them to shut it off before entering the room and delivering a whole-ass villain monologue, saying that he's not upset that Venom killed his father. In fact, he's upset that Venom got to do it first. So why am I here? Eddie remarks. Because you're weak, Brock, Harry explains. Unable to control that darkness within you and utilize it for what it deserves to be utilized for. You see, that symbiote in you could save the world, but instead, it's having to play friendly neighborhood demon monster. He then explains that they need Venom to complete the formula for the serum, and Brock would in fact be paid handsomely for it. When Brock says he'll die without Venom, Harry responds by telling him that Oscorp has the best doctors in the world, and they are more than ready to save his life. All he has to do is hand over Venom, and he gets to live a normal life once again. Eddie debates it momentarily before looking up with a smile and telling Harry Osborne to quite politely go fuck himself. Harry smirks and tells him to have it his way, handing him a card and telling him if he ever changes his mind to call him, and he leaves the room and orders the scientist to turn the sound higher and higher, attempting to force Venom out of Brock's body, but he barely holds on. It's like the like Deadpool oxygen deprivation scene, aka the most uncomfortable scene in any movie I've ever seen. It's like that. <laughs> I want people to not be cool about this, but eventually the panels begin to spark and explode. The power of the noise and the what it's taking to generate it overwhelms the computers and it explodes them. We fade into the broken lab. We see Venom and Eddie laying in a heap on the ground. Venom weakly crawls towards Eddie, wraps a tendril around his hand before crawling up his arm and attempting to reconnect with his host, but he can't properly latch on. Venom continues to crawl up his arms, however, desperate to bring him back until eventually Brock's entire body is covered in that symbiote, but he is not moving. This is like a gross, gooey version of this when Mufasa dies in The Lion King. Uh... Finally, with one last gasp, Eddie gets brought back to life. The duo reconnect and realize that they have to work together in a symbiotic relationship ah. if they can take down the Demogoblin. Eddie grabs the card Harry left and calls him, telling telling him that if he wants Venom, he'll be at the Brooklyn Bridge in one hour. So they arrive at the bridge right where Venom killed Norman Osborn, and the Demogoblin arrives with a dozen Oscorp lackeys with him. Uh, Brock tells Harry he needs to call of his men and the Demogoblin ob obliges and then asks for Venom. Brock smiles and a tendril shoots from his arm and directly into Harry's chest. The green shimmery symbiote begins to leave Osborne's body and he looks furious. He sends another tendril up to crash against that nearby church tower and the ringing bell forces both symbiotes to begin glitching and falling apart. Demogoblin takes the opportunity to pull away and jump on his glider, beginning a battle in the skies, pumpkin bombs raining down towards Venom. Also, this takes place in fucking daytime. Because they're both <laughs> dark creatures. 
<laughs> so everybody can see it real good for once. So you can see a real good fight. And also, Demogoblin's like green, so you can tell which one is which. Uh, fight escalates. They're finally in the tower itself, the tower that created Venom. They battle things out back and forth until suddenly the bell rings and the symbiotes spaz out, fully separate, and fall to the earth. Uh, basically beneath the bell. So now you've got a nearly dead Eddie Brock, you've got uh, Harry Osborne, and then the symbiotes in the church underneath them. Eddie falls into a heap, Harry smirks and immediately kicks him in the jaw while the two puddles of symbiote just fucking fight, I guess. Uh, Harry beats the living hell out of Eddie before throwing him against the bell, cracking his spine, and sends him falling to his death. Jesus. Well... If you've been paying attention, you will realize that directly underneath them, that's right, folks, it's Venom, motherfucker. So basically like that shot from (laughs) Spider-Verse, that happens and then Venom shoots up, wraps around Harry or wraps around a, a, a Brock. They reconnect. They become two people, or they became one person once again. Then he bounces back up, grabs Harry by the throat, while the demi-symbiote, whatever you want to call it, flops around on the church floor, struggling to jump back up, growing weaker by the second. Without any influence from Venom or a host, it begins to disintegrate. Harry laughs maniacally as Venom holds him out of the church window by his throat, pointing to all of the news cameras that are now surrounding the bell tower. It doesn't matter if you kill me or not. I still win. I'm the son of one of the most beloved men in the city. I'm Harry fucking Osborne. Who the fuck do you even think you are? And then, of course, we gotta have the fucking moment. We are Venom. Venom. He remarks before literally throwing this little piece of shit into the blades of a fucking helicopter. The audience will cheer at this point because Harry Osborne is going to be a full, like, Homelander two-faced piece of shit, and it will be such catharsis to see him vaporized in helicopter blades. Uh, Venom then looks down into the church, sees the unmoving puddle that was once a symbiote or a fake symbiote, climbs down into the church, having saved the city until he feels his arms and legs tied up and he falls to the earth in a heap. He looks up to see none other than the phenomenal Spider-Man staring down at him, the man who just saved the city from the symbiote menace known as Venom, who recedes into Brock's body and Spidey leads him off to a van to be taken off to jail. Eddie Brock, Spidey comments, and here I thought you were one of the good guys. Yeah, well, just make sure you get a picture of my good side, Parker. He comments before being loaded into the van and shipped off to the raft while just the two of us by Will Smith plays. <laughs> post credit scene. Venom is narrating Eddie's thoughts as he grabs lunch at the mess hall in the raft. So he's just like, no, not that. Bring me the corn. Chicky nuggies. A little bit of comedy. Uh, then he gets tackled to the ground and he feels elbows striking the back of his head. Hey, Brock, a voice comments. Why don't you let us meet your little friend, huh? Come on, bring him out. Bring him out, buddy. The person above him begins ramming Brock's head into the ground, forcing blood to spurt from Eddie's forehead, splattering on the floor and surrounding trays and food. Eddie? Who is this? Venom whispers when Eddie looks up with a smile and responds with... Breakfast. 
And then Venom comes out and beats the shit out of the prisoner, eating his head before the guards can finally take him down. Post post credit scene. We see a guard walking down a hallway with a tray of food in the raft. He slowly enters a room nervously before placing the tray on the ground and sliding it across the floor. He attempts to walk away as the silhouetted figure begins to laugh quietly. Thanks for bringing me a friend, he remarks as Eddie's Brock's blood suddenly shoots towards his neck and envelops his body. And that's how we get carnage. (laughs) I hate it. I believe that I can't remember if it was Venom mixes with Cassidy's blood or if it's Eddie and because like in the trailers, he do just bite Eddie Brock. And so that's why I was I think it's supposed to be Eddie's blood mixed with. So that's why I was like, okay, I can figure this out. (laughs) I can work with that. So uh, that was a that was a good fix guy. I got uh, make make a danger. Long long time listener. First time caller. At what point in the story do Eddie and Venom have sex? Um, it's kind of one of those things that, like, anytime they're not on screen, it should be implied they're having sex. Okay. Okay, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like a, it's a through line that, like, everyone knows is happening, but, like, we don't want to come out and blatantly say it, right? Like, it's an artistic choice. We only want the highbrow audience members to realize this. Of course, of course. Mm-hmm. So that's what I did with Venom. <laughs> This is two weeks back to back where I've just gotten excited about, I want to reboot some shit. Uh, So that's, we fixed Venom. Although, to be fair, didn't need much fixing in the first place, Eddie. Eddie. (laughs) But now what are we going to do next week in Spooky Ween? I believe it is, in fact, your choice. Oh, oh, dang. Uh... Much like this one was definitely your boy Chips Ahoy's choice and no one else's. (laughs) no. No one else's. Uh, <laughs> man, I've been watching. I've been watching a lot of horror movies. Now remember, I am a coward boy that don't like jump scares. So please don't give me jump scares. Well, you know what you would probably okay. See, I don't know how I want to because it's like I want to say Nightmare on Elm Street, but I specifically I, want you to watch New Nightmare. Is that the one that's West like? IRL West West Craven and everybody is getting attacked by Freddy. Yes. The meta one. Yeah, the me- okay. Have you seen the meta one? I've not, but I've heard a lot of I've watched the first one for season zero. I actually didn't hate it. It is very 80s and it is very camp. Oh, and yeah. it is it's the best. Not scary at all. No, nah, it's it's fucking wonder. It's so 80s. I love it so much. Uh mm-hmm. yeah, New Nightmare was ten years later. It was that was the first one was eighty four. New Nightmare was ninety four. Uh, yeah, yeah. I want, I want you. I think you particularly like, like. I want to just let's just do Freddy Krueger as a concept, but I want you to watch New Nightmare so we could talk about it. I'm down with that. I, I actually really enjoy that. Uh, is that also the one that has Johnny Depp being a real handsome boy and talking about your your brain on drugs? Uh, that's just the first one. Where he's no, got no, the crop no. That- top. I mean the one where he's like on the TV and he's doing the this is your brain, this is your brain on drugs ad and then he turns into Freddy. Mm, nope. Let me see. <laughs> Jonathan Depp, <laughs> this is your brain on drugs. I have no idea. Which I've, I've only seen, I've seen a, a random, I've seen like the, the first one, the second one, I think like the fucking fourth one and then new nightmare i never saw the new one with the dude from uh 
Watchmen. Watchmen. Yeah. Yeah. He really works well, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's got he's got big creeper energy. I was yeah. almost, I was gonna be much more mean in that moment and say he's got he's got big pedophile. He do though, but it's okay because that's what Freddy is, so it fits the character. But it's very mean to to Jack Jackie girl. Hey God, that's even a pedophile name. You gotta stop. <laughs> this is a human who has to walk around with that face. <laughs> um, also, it was from Freddy's Dead: The Final Nightmare. Is is where Johnny Depp is throwing eggs at shit. Ah, uh, okay, yeah, I haven't seen that one. Uh, the PSA goes on as normal until Freddy Krueger hits Depp with a frying pan and says, "What? What are you on? It looks like a frying pan and some eggs to me." Holy Fucking shit! Dumbest shit. All right, where can people find you on the Gimber Bap? You can find me on the Twitter. <laughs> It doesn't even work. I know, it's no, tw- I'm, I'm just going to let you sit in that. I'm going to let you sit in what you just said. I hate you. Why would you do this to me? Uh, I'm on Twitter at Meg underscore danger, where I mostly just tweet pictures of, of my cats and then occasionally remind people that I also do podcasts sometimes. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at ScottyMo, S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O, or you can find me sitting here reading the Wikipedia page for Batman Forever, because that's also apparently where there was a brain on drugs PSA joke. And I'm oh. upset that movie's not good. Yeah, that's, uh, this is your brain on the box. This is my brain on the box. Does anybody feel like a fried egg? <laughs> Don't ask me how much of Batman Forever I know by heart. I watched a shit ton of it as a kid. And then one time as an adult, I was like, I love this movie. Let's go. Oh, no. It's, it's. You know how I make you watch shitty movies sometimes because I love them even though I know they're trash? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's like that. It's comparable to Venom, surprisingly, because Tommy Lee Jones and Jim Carrey do so good in that movie. (laughs) They have such palpable chemistry for two people who hated each other. I make you talk about it every time, but what was the fucking quote? I cannot sanction your tomfoolery. (laughs) (laughs) All all right. um, Fucking uh, support the show. Wait, hold on. Check out the weird, (laughs) the actual play TTRPG podcast where we hunt ghosts. You remember that thing I was saying about how... (laughs) How Nightmare on Elm Street is just goofy and camp and not scary at all. That's our hair horror comedy podcast, The Weird. <laughs> One day we're going to lead into the horrors and, and nobody's going to fucking see it coming. We tried to do a horror and everybody wanted to fuck the monster. We should have learned from Venom. <laughs> <laughs> like Venom eating <laughs> eating uh, Norman Osborn's head in the middle of this fucking movie I wrote. One day we'll try to be scary, and then everyone's going to get real horny instead. Story of my life. You can find that at jointheweird.com or at jointheweird on Twabber. Thank you, best day. You you did music for podcast, and you listen to it, and you go, that's podcast music, baby. Uh, if you like that music, then you can hear more of it at soundcloud.com slash best-day or wherever you listen to music. Yeah, I don't know. In the park somewhere. 
pick up what <laughs> do you not listen to music in the park oh like a normal person park i thought you meant like if i made a wrong turn at disney world that best day would start playing i mean it, i don't fucking know maybe I, who knows like Fantasyland has very high fun music and then outside the haunted mansion you can just hear best day if you stand in just the right spot yeah they don't tell you that that's like finding a hidden mickey yeah yeah yeah, yeah. uh and you can check out buy our shit buy it fuck you <laughs> do Merch. a coward <laughs> do a coward shit you fuck you i don't i don't have to explain myself to you merch.alotapurebs.com or you could just give us money without expecting anything in return at patreon.com slash bs just kidding you do get early access to the show about a week early it's very fun uh, because everyone on the Discord is just like, I know shit, you don't, and you get to be a real secret person who knows about stuff before other people do at patreon.com slash load of BS. That was a quality pitch, right? Oh, That's yeah. That's a good, it's a good pitch for a Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> You're, you, you sold me. <laughs> Hide things from your friends. Keep things secret. <laughs> Eddie. Eddie, pledge to the Patreon, Eddie. Pledge to the Patreon, Eddie. Keep everything inside. Tell no one what you've heard, Eddie. Eddie, if you donate to the Patreon, then Scotty can go and get an old-fashioned New York slice. I, Eddie, with the slice. <laughs> Bro, Eddie, just, Eddie, Eddie get, get the slice. Chicky, my chicky nuggies. Eddie, chicky. <laughs> Fuck. I need my chucky milk, eh, Eddie. <laughs> Eddie, could you procure for me some chicken nuggets? <laughs> 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 <laughs>